Welcome to the Holistic Lifestyle Podcast, where I help busy Christian moms create schedules that eliminate stress, ditch toxins, and experience God-given freedom of peace. Well, hi, everyone. My name is um, Kayleen Ramirez. I call uh, South Florida my home uh, for a few years now. I am a mom. I'm a wife. I have three children under five. um, And it has been quite the ride, to say the least. Um, I love one really good cup of coffee every day. Hopefully it's a latte. (laughs) Um, I love being in the word of God. um, And I really do love home. But as much as I love home, I also love to go out. Um, And I guess some of the things that I enjoy apart from that is I love to read and I do art on the side. um, And I've done art probably all my life um so anything artistic is right up my my alley and that's pretty much I guess in a nutshell about me thank Mm -hmm. you for sharing and I know we're just hearing that I mean we're so similar (laughs) it's so interesting um Uh I have three little ones under five as well um my oldest one will actually be turning five next month which is crazy (laughs) mine just turned five in february so yeah we are like right there yeah and (laughs) then um how old is your middle kid and then your youngest here okay my middle is uh a little over three and a half okay years old and then my littlest one is she just turned six months technically but she's was very preemie so okay. it's almost like having like a two-month-old technically because of how preemie she was mm, okay so I have a two-year-old and a four-month-old also so we're well, like we're very off. yes yeah but really close uh-huh <laughs> um yeah. and when you say she was preemie like was she actually preemie because when I delivered my first son in the hospital he was fully uh-huh. developed and because he came like Oh, they call it a preemie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my baby girl was actually a micro preemie. She was born at 23 weeks old. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she weighed one pound, four ounces when she was born. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So she was considered a micro preemie, which is even like apparently even more than a preemie, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It was all new to me. I never Uh knew anything about it. So. <laughs> I haven't heard that term. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to see that, you know, y'all are doing well. That makes me very happy. Thank God. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. She is definitely a miracle baby for us. I mean, they're all miracles, but she was like, yeah, you know, she crossed a lot of hurdles. So I totally get that. Yeah. Well, I know we were talking some about how we've been looking into different areas for where we settle where we have our home to raise our family and kind of that you know concept of like picking an area we live based on you know the needs for our family Mm -hmm. and some of the things that I was going to share with you is that um when we were looking into North Carolina actually we looked into like all the things we were pretty much interested in like we knew there was no way to find like a perfect place but we were like okay we know we want to homeschool so we looked into homeschool laws We knew we wanted to buy a house with some land that we could homestead on. So we looked for like affordable pricing. Um, My husband loves the beach. And I have to say, 
like I totally get it I can be a homebody but I also like to get outdoors just as much yeah so we wanted places that we could hike and go to the beach and all of that uh mm-hmm. so we're like southeast North Carolina area and uh we looked in just to a bunch of different things we looked into like gun laws I know that's a whole yeah <laughs> sensitive issue for a lot of people but I will say I do stand by rights for people having guns I believe that everybody has a choice and you know here. It's people that make the choice so yes. <laughs> I Agreed. looked into all of that different stuff and my husband you know as well and we settled on here we were also considering South Carolina and Tennessee because we lived in Texas and I know a lot of people like during all the craziness a couple years ago were like looking into Texas, but Texas sucked. <laughs> like <laughs> at least at least in the city area. Like just so many rights were being um challenged to the extreme and I was not a fan of it. Now we lived on the suburbs of Houston. So definitely city out here in North Carolina. We moved more to the country, but um I'm not a fan for a lot of that stuff either and I everybody gets to make that choice and I respect that but Mm -hmm. I did not want my choices you know taken away especially with the health aspect of it all um so we ended up looking around and settling here actually oh my gosh that's so good you you did your research I'm a researcher (laughs) yes What sorts of things do you look for? Because I know we're we're on the topic of like homemaking, and that's why your account has always stuck out to me. Your account, I'm talking about Instagram, um, yeah. for those that don't know, um, it's always stuck out to me. I just love the content that you share about homemaking and the purpose behind it and the reality of it. And so I really appreciated that, and just wanted to talk with you more about it. And awesome, so, thank you. What? Yeah, of course. What sort of things do you like? think of when you think of like oh I'm a homemaker and this might kind of go into your name change also yeah um oh when I think about being a homemaker um it's funny because I've seen this whole homemaker movement kind of like develop in the last couple even so months um I wouldn't say years because I don't think I've been in it that long but in the past couple of months and I've really just I've been kind of analyzing it and at first I had this I guess perception of it of like oh yeah it's about being a stay-at-home mom first of all in my like I guess naiveness I don't naivety I don't know how to say it naive um in my innocence about it (laughs) I'm not sure which one (laughs) um And at first I thought it was that. And I found myself being a little bit too radical about, oh, this is how everybody should do things. Like, why don't people feel this way? And why, you know, all these things. But then I started analyzing it more and more. And then I started thinking a lot about my mom. And I'm like, wait a second. My mom was um, a full-time worker outside of the home. Mm -hmm. Um, And most of our lives, because she didn't have a choice. Also, she also had different thoughts about it. Like she liked to work and everything and whatever, which is fine. That was my mom. But I thought about my mom. My mom was a full-time worker. At, and at one point after I turned about seven, she had two jobs. She had two full-time jobs. Um, and yet my mom was still a homemaker. 
And that started to really kind of work on me. And I started to think about that. I'm like, wow, my mom was an excellent homemaker. You know, there was always, I can't remember, like, I can't remember a time where she would be like, oh, well, you're going to eat frozen pizza for dinner tonight. And I'm not, and trust me, like, to each their own. I'm not saying that you're a bad mom because if you did frozen pizza, I'm just talking about my mom in general. But my mom's priorities and what was important to her was to have a home-cooked meal on the table. Even on the days where she had to work a double shift, she would cook the night before for three days in a row. And even if we ate the same thing, it was still a home-cooked meal because that was important to her. You know, Our house was always tidy and organized because every Saturday, even though she had to work a full-time, Saturday was our religiously our cleaning day so we would clean from 9 a.m to about 3 p.m in the afternoon you know all of us like obviously when we were older enough and you know we had our chores and everything but that was my mom every single Saturday she did not miss it was very rare for her to miss a Saturday but because again that was one of her priorities so when I think about you know, coming back to about what is like a homemaker and what is it being to me? It's that it's creating a, it's creating a home, you know, apart from the cleanliness, because that isn't everything, because I also, you know, had some moments, not more so because of my mom, but because of other circumstances that I grew up with of, of knowing what it is to, yes, having a clean home, but then not being happy at home. You know what I mean? Like not having like a peaceful home, yeah. I know what that is too. So that isn't homemaking. Homemaking isn't just to me about, oh, my home is clean and my home is tidy, which I believe is very important. But it really is about what you make in the space, you know, how you make the people in your home feel every day. And for us Christian women, you know, how do we show Jesus every day to our family, yeah. to our kids, to our husbands? And I'm not saying, I, I don't want to stand here and seem like I'm perfect and I never scream or raise my voice because trust me, it's one of the things that I struggle with the most. And I think people would be surprised, but it really is. I struggle with that. I struggle with being overwhelmed and losing my cool, you know? And I know some people are good at it, but back to the homemaking, it's that is, you know, how do we show Jesus as Christian women's women in our homes? And how do we make the people feel in our home? You know, do we make them feel like they're at home? Like they want to come home every day. Like they like to be home. So that to me is that homemaking part. It's so fascinating because I kind of know what you mean. The term in itself, homemaker, is more of a modern term, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the furthest back I've been able to kind of track it. Oh, yeah. has been probably like around five years. So I assume since if I tracked it around then, it's probably been around more like 10 years. But still, that's very modern yeah um and and i i really like it actually because yes it's more than just living in your house it's creating a healthy happy loving peaceful home it's you know what that looks like for each individual too like yeah sometimes it does mean working outside of the house and sometimes it means working you know at home sometimes it means just staying at home with the kids and that in itself is a full-time role and I think it's just so fascinating the different ways that the term homemaker can be delved into because I'm very multi-passionate so I find myself in like yeah 
all the terms of it because you know you have some homemaker moms that like we talked about work out the home work in the home or stay at home mom and then you have the ones that are like cooking all the food from scratch and yes. <laughs> you know making all the things all the products in their house from scratch and then you have like the gardening and the homeschool aspect and so there's these deeper levels you can you know dig into and I've dabbled in all of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I love it <laughs> and so it's quite fascinating to me to just like hear this concept and kind of look into it more and really think about like obviously the term in itself to steward our home and our family you know they're our first ministry and so you know spiritually what that looks like like you mentioned you know making sure you know you show Jesus to your kids and to your husband and making you know a home for your husband to come back to and how none of it none of us nobody is perfect you know there's things we can do to like improve. And I think that's a lifelong lesson. And I I love that I've learned to love learning. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's something like, I've really enjoyed like, okay, I want my husband to like, feel happy when he comes home from work, you know, not to feel exhausted. That's not to say there's not hard work. Like, of course, kids are hard (laughs) managing hard work, but it's like worthy hard work, you know? Yes. Like what tips do you think for those like either just starting out or those that have been going through and just struggling? Like what are some tips or hacks or just like anything like that that you would share with others for the homemaking journey? Well, well, I'll start off with a practical tip and I would say routines and discipline. Um, and again, something that I learned from my mom, she and she would always she showed me this with her example. And she still talks to me about it today. She's like, if you have you need to have discipline, like you can't do everything that you want to do when you want to do it, because your priorities have to come first. Yeah. So basically, the first thing I would say, identify your priorities, what's important to your home, to your husband, what do your children need? What does your household need? And then from there, you know, you put them at the top of the list. Okay, this is what I need to get done. This is what I need to do in my home. Um, And like, I'll put an example, like, say there's a Saturday that, um, you know, you want to go out with your kids in the morning or whatever and do something. But, you know, maybe you've left your house unattended for a while and things are a little crazy okay you have a choice either you stay home and you say you know what today is the day we're you know we're going to get this together and then we'll go out in the afternoon you know you can do both things but you need to put things in its place and if you know you've left your house unattended and I'm not just saying for a day or two I'm saying like if it's already been a while yeah then you know probably the smart thing to do would be okay let's get the house in order and then we can go and reward ourselves and let's go out together, you know, Um, because I think sometimes a lot of people or, and myself included, I've done this before, I'll make excuses. And then I'm like, Oh, my gosh, but later on, once I do whatever I want to do, and then my home is like a wreck. um, You know, I, I'm, I'm lamenting my choices, you know, I'm saying, man, I should have done this instead of that, you know, So I think discipline, you know, when you, 
when you need to do something and it's not necessarily what you want to do, it's choosing to do that regardless, you know, yeah. over other things. Um, and then to have routines, even, you know, you start off small. Okay, maybe I have a routine for my cleaning. Like you talked about that in one of your posts. Yeah. Um, you know, you ha get a routine for your cleaning. Then, okay, once you've kind of mastered that, and, and like I said, not every time, not every week is going to be perfect, but you work at it and then maybe, okay, maybe I have, um, uh, I say, okay, you know what? Fridays are park days with my family. Let's do that. Um, there's routines for different things. And I know some people say, oh, well, I don't work good off of routines. Um, maybe not everything needs to have a routine, but it definitely adds like a kind of balance and structure you know, to your days. And as soon as you start adding more children on, like, it really, really does help you. Just like, for me, it helps to have a nice, tidy home. I'm not saying my home is always tidy, because kids play and there's toys and everything. But for the most part, when you, you know, you have a tidy home, like it kind of helps you to think. It's the same thing with like routines, it kind of, it kind of helps you to balance, balance out your week, not feel so overwhelmed because there will always be overwhelmed but yeah. there's things that you can control and things that you can't so why not take control of those things that you can you know so routines and discipline that that to me is like is at the forefront of a lot of things um when starting out that homemaking and I wish I would have done it sooner than later because even though I grew up with it with my mom um I still kind of had to find my way once I started having kids and it took me like my second and now my third to really kind of start honing and better on it because when I had my first child I was kind of like all over the place I was like oh yeah I'm a stay-at-home mom let's do this and you know leave something else to the side and things would start to accumulate yeah. you know so you live and and you learn um and then I guess another thing um well yeah I guess that goes in with discipline and then time management what my mom I'm telling you again she drilled that into me she's like you need to learn how to manage your time well and she showed me that again because my mom did a lot of things again she had two jobs and yet my mom you know she found she would work out three to four times a week she would take us to the park sometimes as her workout and you know have her like our bikes in the trunk yeah. and you know we would ride bikes and she would work out um, then she would come home, she would cook dinner, we'd be eating dinner by like around six, 630. And we were in bed by eight, and she would shower us every single day. Um, you know, like, there was time she was telling me there's time to do things, but you have to put things in its place and manage your time. Well, she's like, if you're cleaning, and then somebody calls you, if you don't have time, and that moment to talk, don't pick up the phone, you don't need to do that. Boundaries, and I love it. Yes, boundaries. <laughs> and, 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 you know, she always told me that. And I, again, I've learned that as more kids that I have, I'm like, you know, what? I need to protect my time. Because yeah. if I don't do it, nobody else is going to do it for me, especially now in, a, in the times that we live. And you know, everything is like at our fingertips. You know, everybody calls yeah. you and you need to pick up. No, you don't need to pick up. You know, uh, the distractions are through the roof. So we have to really, really um, work on that. And I think it's like a generational thing because of the times that we live in where everything is so accessible. Um, so I guess time management boundaries, I think those are just like the pillars, like th that, those essentials yeah. of starting that, that homemaking journey or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I totally agree. I, it's so interesting because you're talking about like the self-discipline 
self-control, like that's definitely, you know, a big thing. Something we're called to practice is having self-control, you know, not only how we are like being in the physical sense of like what tasks we're doing, but also in the emotional sense of like, you know, we can feel an emotion, but we also get to choose on how we act based on that emotion. Mm -hmm. And so that's really interesting too, throughout the whole. Um, and then you were kind of going on. I love how your mom just like taking the kids out and working out and taking them out, like habit stacking and getting two, you know, two birds yes. in stone type of a deal. So that's always mm-hmm. super helpful. And I will say a little bit of encouragement to you. Um, you know, I'm like planner researcher and I knew about, you know, a good amount of these things, but mm-hmm. I still had to figure out like a way for this to work for me yes. at the beginning. Like, even though I was already planning, I had to learn how to like create a plan that worked for me still, because it just, it doesn't naturally flow for the most of us at least. Uh-huh. And so finding that balance is definitely, it's tricky, even if you had that planner, you know, right from the beginning or that time management skill, like figuring out how to hone it when it's not just you, it's your kids, it's your yeah. husband, you know, it's not just yourself anymore. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so, you know, don't be too hard on yourself that you didn't that <laughs> right away. I don't think any of us do. I think going through it, you know, is what it takes. Yeah. And we can go to others for help. You are trying to talk over me, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then just to just to add to that real quick, like, um, oh gosh, I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> I know so many good Mom things. Brain. I'm sure there was more I was gonna say too, but you said like so many like things that I stand for that I was like, man. She's hitting all of it. I love it. <laughs> um, but one thing I will also oh, one thing I will add is like I guess another tip or hack or whatever. Um, oh, this is what I was gonna say. Okay. So I'll say it first, and then I'll, hopefully I won't forget the next one. Yeah. Um, that you said something about like we all have to figure out what works works for us, mm-hmm. and it's so true. Like sometimes you know, we look at other people. Now it's so easy to look into people's lives on social media and all these things. And, and we really can't, I mean, I think it's great that we can draw from it. And I do draw from a lot of different moms that I've followed on Instagram or whatever, and different tips and things like that, because they're helpful. But then once you once I grab those tips, I have to see, okay, how can it work for me? Or does this work for me? You know, because we can't just copy and paste somebody else's routines and think that they're going to work for us. Like, like I said, it's great to look at them. But once you take those tips, or whatever the person is advising or saying, hey, this really worked for me. Okay, well, first, you have to see, does this work for my life? my lifestyle, my circumstances. And if it does, okay, well, how can I fit it into my routine where it's going to work for my family? Because we're all different. We all live different lives. Like we, it's not a cut and copy and paste and you're done. No, you have to really see what are the needs of your home and your family. And And then the other thing. Yeah. mm -hmm. It takes a moment, but like at the same time, it's worth it to take that moment, you know, that little bit of time to help save you so much more time in the future. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what was the other thing you were going to say? And then the other thing I was going to say is that it's like what the Bible talks about, about that Titus two woman that, you know, that the older women teach the younger women. Yeah. Well, if you look around and hopefully you do have a 
good church community or hopefully, you know, you know, a woman from the church. And if not, well, a woman that's close to you and that you see sets a good example that knows how to take care of her home that maybe has been doing it for a long time, or maybe she's just really good at what she's done. in in a few short years, if she's living, maybe already lived what you've lived, Mm -hmm. go to that person. You know, if you have that, maybe that trust, that communication say, Hey, can I shadow you for a few afternoons, a few days? Um, I want to see how, you know, you work your home, how you do things, because it looks like you're doing a really good job. And, I'm sure many women, many older women will probably say yes. You know, like what better example than the ones that we have right next to us? Social media is little snippets of people's lives that we don't even know. Mm -hmm. But if you have somebody close to you that's hands on that, you know, that can maybe mentor you, uh, I say, hey, go for it. Like what better way and what better way than to learn from from older women that have been through it, that have grown children that have been through every season of life that you've already been through than to learn from. And again, if you have your mom and you have a good relationship with her, if you have your grandma still, those are women that, wow, like what they can share is so worth listening and learning from. Yeah. And like, it's so interesting because there's been people that I've mentored and like, I'm constantly going to other people though, to mentor me, because even though I'm mentoring people for like what I went through before, I still still, mentor for what I'm going through now, you know, for the next step. And so, you know, we all definitely need that. And it's so fascinating because if we have that around us, that's great. And if we don't, you know, there are resources online that has helped. And that's one of those like pro situations of the internet. I think there's pros and cons of the internet, of course. Yeah. Obviously that's a pro. Like if you don't have that naturally around, then, you know, there's access to that. But then if you do like, awesome, that is so great if you're able to have that in person too. And, you know, obviously the whole cons thing of the internet, like, I think that's another area we need to have boundaries for sure is, you know, not getting too caught up. I think you mentioned distraction earlier. That's one of the areas we can obviously get distracted with is being on our phones too much or social media, especially, and just how the algorithms are all set up to make it actually really addictive (laughs) in a negative way too. And so being aware of that, like aware of kind of the cons, I think can be really helpful for women trying to like oh, I don't have time to get the stuff done, but like, yeah, time are you spending doing what, you know? Yep, exactly. And what sort of encouragement would you give to women out there that are beginning or just on their homemaker journey and just need some encouragement? Oh, well, I would say don't give up. (laughs) Yeah, You're not, it's like kind of like what we talked about before. You're, you're not going to get it. You're not going to know everything you will never know everything Mm -hmm. but you're not gonna have everything in place and running smoothly like when you start out it takes time it really does my it's like my mom always told me when I would see her um cooking and this was like you know when I was in my early 20s I got married when I was 26 Mm -hmm. so but I would always tell her I'm like mom how do you cook so fast and clean at the same time and then dinner's done and your sink is clean like you you're good And she's like, oh, mama, she's like, it's experience. You know, it's the experience. You'll, She's like, one day you'll get there. You'll be, you'll do the same thing, but you have to, yeah, (laughs) you just, 
you learn. Mm -hmm. Um, She's like, I wasn't fast like this when I, you know, began when I got first got married. Um, And it's so true. I've been married for eight years now. And when I look back at myself, when I started, oh my goodness. Yeah. I was like, man, I was like a sloth, like (laughs) everything. I was so slow. I mean, I'm still slow for some stuff, but now I I can't compare myself now to then like I've come such a long way and sometimes I'm like I'm so proud of myself like I tell myself (laughs) yeah and I mean that's good to give yourself a pat on the back and also like every time I give myself a pat on the back I'm also reminding myself that like thank god like thank you for you know working on me and teaching me these things and like I admire slow living but I also know there's a time to kick it up a notch so yeah definitely you know those two sides to it that you have to pay attention to yeah I want to know more I saw some of your posts but tell me more about like the name change because you changed your Instagram yes I did so um yeah I started off as the rooted mama you know um with the with the goal of you know being rooted in Christ as moms and in his word um and in prayer which you know is so important Um, but then I think it's been like, I don't know if it's been like two or three years that I opened my account for this one, for the mom thing. And, and recently, like a few months ago, um, I don't even remember where I read it or saw it, but the word gatekeeper, you know, came into play and I'm just like, and then kind of like seeing the whole homemaking movement and all these things. And I'm like, and I saw certain things where it said, you know, like anybody, there's a lot of homemakers out there but what differentiates us as christian women like it's not just that we cook clean and all these things we also we guard our homes you know and then gatekeeper came into play and i'm just like wow you know this is so much more than um than just than just keeping your home pretty and you know you know you're yeah you're raising your children and all these things but it's so much deeper than that as christian women um and I started like kind of thinking about it. I'm like, we, wow, we can't lose sight of our goal. Our end goal is eternity, you know, for our children to be there, our husbands to be there, our households. I'm not saying that we can save them, but everything that we do can lead to that, you know? Um, So I was, I just had that on my heart for a while. And I'm like, you know what, this is really what, um, what, I want this account to be, I mean, I still have the same goals for it. And that's to encourage women in their walk with God and the changing season, the ever changing seasons of motherhood, you know, but it's so much more grand than that um, to not lose that focus. Okay. What are, why are we doing this? It's like I said, and what we talked about, it's not just to maybe bake bread or garden or, you know, whatever your interests are, it's more than that. It's in light of eternity. Yeah. Um, Yes. And gatekeeping our homes is that because we're the ones that, yeah, we do control what comes in our home, what goes out of it, what we see in our home, what we don't see in our home, what we do, what we don't do, no matter, regardless of what anybody else is doing, you know, we are the ones that are going to give account us and and our husbands of, of our homes and and of our children um, and everything that goes on. So that really is the meaning. And then I guess the tagline that I had for it is for glory and for beauty, um, because for glory, well, because for God's glory, but I also think God does 
things so beautiful, you know, but we really have to kind of search them out sometimes because I think it's very easy to sometimes fall into, oh, nothing is nice. Nothing is joyful. Nothing is this. No, there is so much beauty, but you really have to seek it out in your everyday, even if it's normal and ordinary and, and whatever, but there's so much beauty. And, and I'll leave with this. Um, I actually, that for glory and for beauty is actually in the Bible. I think it's an Exodus. And um, one day when I was reading through Exodus, I, I read it and they were talking about the garments priests, uh, the priest's garments. Whoa, I flipped that. Yeah, I got <laughs> The you. priest's garments of, I believe, in the tabernacle. And they were, you know, it was explaining how the garments were made, like all the details. And then it said it was for glory and for beauty. And I was like, wow, the Lord is amazing. Like, he didn't do things boring. Like, yes, he made everything with a purpose. But at the same time, he knew that we're emotional beings and that beauty of things is so essential to us, you know. And I just finished reading um, The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom last night. And it reminded me of this again, that her sister Betsy, the one that died in the in the concentration camp, mm-hmm. you know, she would always look for beauty in each single place when they took her to the barracks. Uh, some certain barracks in the concentration camp she said oh let's let's pray to the lord that they give us number four because there's flowers there and oh. i was like wow in the middle you know in the midst of all of that yeah you know cruelty and everything she was still looking for the beauty that the lord would send them yeah. so that's what the name change is all about because i think it's not just about motherhood it's so much more beyond that it's not just about homemaking it's more of it in light of eternity yeah that's really beautiful I appreciate you sharing all that and of course taking the time to share this with all my listeners too I know it will be so much encouragement for them and it's encouragement for me too so thank you so much yeah thank you thank you for having me it was a good talk I know you want to live a life with less stress and you're tired of making excuses for your snappy mood and feeling like you're never going to get the laundry done or have time to switch the products you're using that are negatively impacting your health. I remember feeling that way and that's why I started praying and going to God and searching for what could help me create healthy, simplified routines that made my day easier and make healthier switches for me and my family without going over budget. And it's led to me and other women experiencing clarity, relief, motivation, confidence, better health, cleaner homes, and peace. And God has called me to share what has helped me and other Christian moms with even more moms. To not stop, just to keep on helping moms let go of mom guilt and live healthier, stress-free lives, knowing that God has got your back. So I want to invite you to come on over and learn about the Holistic Life Academy. Just check it out. I want to invite you to pray about it and see if it's a good fit for you. Head on over to Apple Podcast if you aren't there already and leave a rating and review on how you're liking the podcast to help me reach more moms so we can all live stress-free. P.S. If you're a working mama, share what you do for work to get featured on the Holistic Lifestyle Podcast. Looking forward to chatting with you next Tuesday. Have a blessed week.